Hello, 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 and welcome back to the LDD podcast. We are crossing a Whew. threshold today because we just finished. Uh, we just we are like what twenty minutes fresh from finishing up the Twilight series, ending it with the back-to-back watchings of Breaking Dawn Part One and Breaking Dawn Part Two. Wow, one sitting. Those those are rookie numbers. I've done better. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so ah, should we just jump straight into it? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited, actually. <laughs> uh, opinions, opinions. For me, uh, as an ending, I think they went for the safe route. You know, be- maybe because it's my taste in movies. I personally would have gone a different route if, if uh, I would have liked a different uh, ending for the story. But uh, you know, you gotta please your fans. I, I I kind of understand this series a little bit better now because uh, with the Breaking Dawn, with, well, seeing it as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. I've all my my biggest criticism of the entire series was that. The entire uh, plot revolves around Edward and Bella, and you know, during the last two movies, Aaron Esme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's what makes the movie stand. The the thing that people are drawn to are Edward and Bella for some reason, right? And yeah, and I think I've I've mentioned that in the first recording of Twilight. Because I did mention that for Twilight Saga, or at least the universe of Twilight Saga, revolves on the romance of Edward and Bella. So it's not like the usual plot, where it's more of like, you know, the surroundings or the circum- circumstances shape the romance. It's more of like the other way around. Do you, like, do you get me? Like, imagine, I can't really think of an, a movie right now, but... Maybe me before you, because I, 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 I'm sorry, I can't help, but I can't still can't move on from Enola home. So there's Sam from me before you, where there's this protagonist that had an accident, and now he gets to meet this caretaker, and they sort of fall in love, or with Romeo and Juliet, which was referenced by New Moon, I believe, and Romeo and Juliet, as we all know that the way the romance ended or the way their story ended was shaped by the surroundings and the circumstances of the characters themselves. In Twilight, it's more of like reverse. So as you can see, um, even Edward himself said it in Breaking Dawn 2. He said that all this happened, all these people or not really people, vampires, werewolves, sacrificing just because he fell in love with a human. So it's more of like love and then events rather than events to love. Do I do I like that? Mm, it's just really not for me. Not that well, I, I want by the way I'm mm. I'm dusting the uh, the foam head of my uh, I don't know what to call this thing, just like the puffy thing at the end of my microphone. Because I have a dog and two cats and they have fur everywhere. So I got trying to get the fur out of Oof. Yeah, anyways. We heard that. 
anyway. So, so yeah. you you're not you're not a fan of that kind of plot setup. Well, for one thing, uh, I tend to take away like a lot from the movies that I watch, and mm-hmm. for me, if I can't, if nothing sticks to me, if if it was just another. Uh, few hours that I would be watching this movie and I don't enjoy it. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't take something away. I don't, you know, grow a little as a person. I, I have a hard time saying that I enjoy the movie. I think maybe that is my main problem. Maybe if I had like a, a slightly different uh, taste in movies, maybe I would have enjoyed this a little more. But I don't know. I think. Breaking Dawn, I guess, was their last ditch effort to make the movies, the movie series, more appealing. And you know, I have to, I have to, I have to tip my hat to that. The ending was, you know, mildly subversive. But yeah, I think I think they went all out for, especially for Breaking Dawn too. They went all out for that, especially with the battle scene, which still gets to me, even though I watch it 50 times by now. Yeah, I, I thought they were like slowly killing because I don't really like a whole lot of their characters here. I find them just a little trying too hard to seem like they, you know, they don't like being around people, they're antisocial or whatever. Or they're trying to exude some kind of sad backstory. Uh, I th- some of the characters feel like they're just trying too hard, you know. So, but there are a few that I feel like kind of pull it off well. Case in point, uh, the the head, the patriarch, so to speak, of the the Colin family clan, whatever you want to call it. Carlisle and Carlisle. and uh, and Jasper. I think those are those are the two that I actually kind of like because I, I'm drawn to the whole uh, disgruntled. Uh, not really disgruntled, but weathered and seasoned uh, soldier. You know. Um, I know, okay, uh, Dane here isn't really a fan of X-Men, uh, but... Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it, it, I want to put you through X-Men. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but I watch X-Men, don't, don't get me wrong, I watch that, but, you know, it's more of like me watching to... I don't know, because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> it's not like I want to watch it. There is, there, like, one of the most, I guess, mali- maligned, is that the right word? One of the most uh, criticized of the X-Men films is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And this one discusses the, like, the very, very beginnings of Wolverine as a character. We, we know him as Wolverine. Do you know what his real name is? Like, his, like his uh, human name. Guess, so to speak I don't know actually so in the X within the X-Men his real name is Logan right oh, oh right 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 okay Logan. okay I remember now 
that's not his real name. His real name is James Howlett. And James Howlett was a little boy in a cabin in the woods several years before the American Civil War. He is that old. And he fought in every single American war that is there, including the Vietnam War, World War One, and World War II. So he is just sick of it. Because, in, you know his ability, right? He can't he mm-hmm. can die, stab him, chop off his head. Yeah. Uh, you know. Body generate or something. He just grows back. So he is somebody who is genuinely sick. He's basically immortal. He's maybe even more so than the vampires of Twilight. But he, you know, he is just tired of it. Very, very tired. And he just wants an end. I think I kind of feel that energy with both Carlisle and uh, what's his face, Jasper. Jasper. Because um, they have that weathered, war-torn look. But instead of going the boozy, cigar-smoking way that Logan did, they became more uh, human. Uh, I can't really say humanitarian. Um, well, they're more of like a pacifist. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the better term. They became more pacifist and more uh, helping, you know, more philanthropic. <laughs> and uh, I think, I think that's I find that fascinating about their characters that they have so much, such a capacity for good that even if they've been battered by so many crippling world events, they just walk through it. Imagine being that, like that, like you just walk through all these major world events, these these things that would re- like some things that regular people like us would be devastated that they just walk through it and they just yeah all right this is happening again yeah they they uh, they kind of like know what to do have such they a, know better they have such a deep understanding of humanity. I find their character fascinating. Everyone, mm, yeah. So much. I mean, Edward had his moments in the in, in Eclipse. He that, that little brief peek into what's really going on inside that sparkly head of his. But then it kind of closed again, and he became this white knightish character chasing after his wife, who could probably break his neck at this point. <laughs> so, and uh, I'll I'll save my my deeper criticisms until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should like the same way Lord of the Rings. Like, there's this big wrap up <laughs> by the end of the I don't know what do we call this? Is this a saga itself <laughs> or podcast itself a saga? Um. Anyway, from my perspective, wow, the feels. I mean, I remember watching this way, way, way back. Because <laughs> this is like a few years ago. I watched this. I always make sure that I watch it during the first week of, um, what do you call this? Movie showing uh, something. Um, I always make sure that I watch it as soon as I can. And even though, you know, my mom and I we don't really have that much money that much money, I would make sure that I save up my I don't know, saving 
just to make sure that we have m- budget to watch a movie and afford to like eat a burger or something and uh, this is just an experience i mean watching it now again and having to be completely aware and you know separating myself from the movie made me realize that it's not really a good story because like like you i'm more of like i'm more of like into the whole developing romance slowly rather than the romance is already developed and you get to watch what happens next i'm more of like admiring what happens between two characters and seeing their journey and how they fall in love with one another but with twilight it's more of like already given like they're already in love so there's not much to explore by the way uh we got we've got a little bit of a shout out to my you guys hearing that yeah i can hear that bread bread dad talking about bread and earlier my dad's my brother came in and asked if i wanted to have some dinner which i politely declined because i've already had dinner anyways yes your dog (laughs) johnny his dog is also making a cameo yeah so yeah i'm introducing you all to my family indirectly here uh anyway so what was i gonna say i don't know actually uh, gosh, I can't lost my train of thought there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I remember. One of the things that I feel like is lacking in the, I guess, in the love story, so to speak, mm-hmm. is that the, the, the entire story shows that all, that loving somebody is all about pining after them 24-7, always wanting to be around them 24-7. But there are times that when you love someone, sometimes you can't stand them. But Oof, is this like, are <laughs> you saying that to me? Joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> it's so joking. It's a process. It's like scraping your knee while you play football. You know? Mm-hmm. it's. It's part of the process, getting hurt. But that doesn't mean that that love is supposed to change. It's supposed to be constant. I've always maintained that love is never a feeling. It can cause feelings, it can cause you to do things, it can cause you to not do things. But love is a choice. It's never a feeling. That's that's always been my philosophy. So, I think maybe that's one of the bigger flaws, is that they never fought. They never had any disagreements, everything somehow, in some way, no matter how insurmountable the odds are. The odds always moved around them, they never moved around the odds. They never climbed the odds. They just, you know, moved it out of the way with plot convenience, with their plot armor. That's one of the things that I find difficult when the maze navigates around you and not you navigating around the maze. You can be as steady and unmoving and ungrowing as you are, but you know, you know what I mean? It's like it's like mm-hmm. both the characters, Bella and Edward, no, not really. 
Edward. Edward a little bit better, but Bella, no. Both of them are just seeds when they started uh, in the story of, in the first film, they're just seeds. And then everything began to grow around them. Everything began to blossom around them. But then at the end of the story, there's still seeds. Maybe Edward kind of sprouted a little bit, but there. I like how we're, we're actually so serious right now. <laughs> I remember recording, um, what is this, like clips, and we were just like, we don't want to talk about it. No, we're, we're talking about it, which is good. But yeah, I actually agree. Not with the whole, um, for me, love is both feeling and a choice. I mean, it's a feeling at first. I mean, it's just, for me, it's impossible to just go outside and, okay, I choose to love you now and have no feelings for him whatsoever. I think it's more like I feel for you something first. And then if something happens and something challenges that feeling, it, it then turns into a choice. With um, Twilight, it's more of like just feeling, no choice. But then that's because the whole plot setup is... Like what I said earlier, the circumstances or the events happen because of the romance rather than the circumstances shaping their romance. So they don't really have like a time or an opportunity to have this moment that okay, in this in this challenging time I choose Edward or in this very devastating time I choose Bella. They don't have that. So but then yeah 2009 movies or books i guess i don't know yeah it was it was a very different time i guess it was uh it was a popular thing to do i guess i, I guess the nice thing about it is it, it was a necessary phase to go through because now stories are a lot more well-rounded they're a lot more uh you think a lot more you know with with uh, when it comes to characters, you know, the, the, the writers are forced to be a lot more circumspect about the way they 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 treat their characters in the story, which is good. So I, I, I guess it was a the Twilight series was a stepping stone in modern uh, I guess filmmaking in in, in captivating the. The younger audiences to you know to build up to the type of movies that we're making now because yeah and and because it's my sincere opinion that movie making is twofold 50 percent of it goes to the actors directors production the the editing the the music the, the the lights you know the, the cinematography color grading all of that all of that is 50% of the film the other 50% is how it's perceived by your audience that's and, and and you know what type of audiences are watching this i think that's what truly makes a movie that's why maybe this is this was so popular even if it it, it has its uh, it has its own little mark of infamy. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it it's very uh, it's actually sad for me that this movie is still like made fun of. But at the same time, I kind of get 
it why they make fun of it they kind of understand their perspective but at the same time there's just so many things that weren't in the movies or there were like so many mistakes on the way it was written but then if you're gonna look at it from the perspective of the people who watched this movie back in 2009 or 2010 it was what caught their attention or what made them adore the saga because if not then why would make a saga if if it wasn't successful and it was successful it's just now nowadays now that the whole there's this whole cancel culture and for some reason people are like looking into details or specific parts of whatever there is in the internet nowadays and they kind of make fun of it <laughs> i don't know everything's a meme nowadays almost i feel like i feel like it became a meme to uh hate on twilight you know just like shrek became a meme because the, Sh- the shrek series movies is actually really good and then some shrek is good why would they make a meme and some genius came up with a certain short film i will not tell you what that short film is those of i don't you, want to watch it those of you <laughs> will know what i am talking about it has scarred me for life anyways i don't want to watch it don't make me watch it oh i won't unless i don't want through. i guess you're unless your curiosity gets the best of you mm. uh, uh no i don't want that <laughs> anyways so um what are the things that I liked about this film? Because this film series as a whole, maybe maybe I could tackle that. Maybe I could search my mind for what I like. But what, um, well, I certainly loved uh, Charlie. Although I hated yeah. how, how kind of brain dead he is as a dad. That he only started, you know, suspecting something was off about the Cullen family. You know, pale white, too good looking, never aging people i mean keanu reeves popular actor people think he's a vampire and when actual vampires show up in your city not even a, you, you don't even get a clue and, <laughs> and you, you i i don't know if you know this this but he met renesme when she was like a baby and then he met her again a few days later probably a month or so or for was it like 40 days or 20 days i forgot they showed it like they charted how she grows every day right <laughs> he met her again and she's like i don't know she's like seven years old or 12 years old by now but she's like technically two months old or something and he doesn't even he doesn't even like hmm, he doesn't even question it i don't know it's just weird it's just something i noticed yeah, I, I noticed that too. He takes it in strides, like, yeah, you're supposed to be like in somebody's arms, but you're walking around, you're articulate now. Where'd you get these clothes? You guys have been shopping or something? I don't know. But I like Charlie, the acting of Charlie, because he seems like a dad who genuinely yearns for the love of his daughter. And, you know, it's, I'm not going to say that's something I relate to because I don't have a daughter. But I've seen. Or do you? Joe. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, no. Um, 
I know what it's like to, to yearn for the affection of family. Or I've seen it happen. Yearning for the affection of family. Whether it's kid to parent or the other way around. And I think the actor for Charlie, Billy Burke, he actually portrays, <laughs> he actually portrays that very well. Yeah, I agree. Billy. There's kind of like this inside joke amongst the fandom that he's like the best father, but sometimes he's just kind of brain dead, like you said. Or sometimes he just stops functioning, I guess. Is, is, is he the best father because he's brain dead? Oh. It's, it's more of like probably he's the most realistic character amongst all of them. <laughs> Yeah, and um, who else? <sighs> well, Carlisle is Carlisle. He, I think he's like the the steady head on on the shoulders of everybody here. You know what I mean? He's oh gosh, that was a bad, that was a terrible analogy. Um, he was he's he's the calm mind in all of this chaos. That's what I like about him. And. He's smart. He actually he he is uncompromising, but he is also smart. He doesn't like dive into conflicts without finding a way around it. It's a lot like I don't know, like Aang from Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's such a weird comparison to make, but that's where my mind went. I also I also like Carlisle. He's actually one of my favorites um, because if you read the backstory more here 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 goes Stanley with the backstory again <laughs> well he actually saves all of the colin family members which is pretty much obvious he also saves esme i think he i, for, I completely forgot it but if i i don't know my, if my memory serves me correct i think he saved esme from like a, a very abusive husband and you know Esme has always been very much loving and there was this encounter back then and where Dr. Colin attended a ball and Esme was just a newborn quote-unquote newborn so she was still not used to smelling human blood and but there was this part in the backstory that um, there's this abusive father who just I don't know hits hits his hits his daughter out of the blue or something I forgot why and Esme goes out to save that daughter and being the loving mother or wife she is and then Colin just goes out and just says you have to stay calm or always make sure that you're still quote-unquote human even though you're already a vampire so he's always compassionate you know what would have re- and that's what i like about him you know what would, you know what would have really messed me up if, if, what? if it turns out that carlisle was the wait your mic is how's that Would have really messed me up was if Carl. Oh, 
but your mic is not too static. Not that. Okay. What really, what would have really messed me up was if Carlisle was, um, like the one behind all of it. <laughs> feel like like he's real creep after all. I mean, he has the. Ooh. He could like the. He, he could be, you know, like he had orchestrated all of it, and he wanted to get rid of something or he wanted to do something else. He had some other ulterior goal. Oh, that, that can be like a good, freaky. a good alternate story because he used to be a part of the Volturi. It would be a freaky twist. Maybe, maybe. So, so like, imagine if, if um, he used to be part of the Volturi and then he quit because he didn't like their ways or something, and then he started performing the Colin family and all just to go back to that scene in Breaking Dawn too. Where they defeat Arrow. Oh, that can be like a good What's alter it? universe. What's his ability? I forgot. <laughs> See, we don't know his. Ab- I don't wait. Wait, I don't know. I think he's not gifted. Everyone in the Colin family, except Alice and Edward, are not gifted. Yeah, but what? If my memory serves me correctly. What if he was secretly? Ooh, what if he had? What if he had Alice's powers and then Edward's powers also? And so that like, makes him the ultimate vampire ever. I don't know. There's <laughs> <laughs> this also alternate plot I kind of thought about while watching Breaking Dawn. I imagine if Bella stays dead, let's just say that for plot's sake, the venom doesn't work even if Edward directly injected it to her heart even though he bit her several times. I imagine if Bella stays dead and then Edward and Jacob raises the baby together. Yes. Echo. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I like that ending better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or what would be a cool, what would a, a cool story would probably be that I don't know. This is probably the different type of romantic that I am. Mm-hmm. If in the battle, uh, all of them die except Jacob and Renesme, right? All of them die, uh, and whoever is left of Volturi is left there. Whoever's left of the wolves is left there, but no, none of the columns are alive. And, so. and the story continues with uh, the story continues with what's his what's her face? Renesme. Her quest is to find all the ones like her, right? And Ooh. Uh, you know, half half human, half whatever the hell that is. Uh, <laughs> And and what they're facing is exactly what Ara was talking about. Humans with their technology. So their human technology is getting better and better and they're beginning to hunt down these uh, otherworldly creatures. All the vampires. No, not mm-hmm. vampires. The wolves, everyone. Mm-hmm. That, that 
would be an interesting start. You know, set up another franchise for them, maybe make it better. We, we, we can be good at writing fan fictions for them. They should hire us. Stephanie? I used Stephanie? To, I, used to, I used to write my own stories. I used to make... Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> That's my father. Uh, being a diva. Uh, <laughs> I'm you. So, yeah. That's, maybe that'll be it. That's my kind of way that I would read because yeah I think my buddies and I like doing that uh, we like number one we like writing our own story kind of mm-hmm. you know it's fun to do it's a good exercise and we also like uh, recasting certain uh, movies like oh you know would uh, would Ezra Miller be a good name or I don't know <laughs> or would uh or would I don't know Troy Baker be a good Tony Stark? <laughs> okay. Troy Baker actually gets <laughs> the Hulk in the new Avengers game, but that's another story. Um. Anyway, what else did you you like? What else did I like? Apart from Charlie and Carlisle. I like the music. I found I like the music. Yes. I found, music. I found that uh what. Like uh, the Green Day has a song there apparently called The Forgotten Day and I always like Green Day I, I love the way they write I love their sound I love the way they write I love I, I love their personalities I think it's it's one of those rare cases that you know anything that they come up with is good to me my favorite music that got I don't know born out of or I guess like famous because of Twilight was the flightless flightless bird American Mouth. Flightless bird. I forgot I forgot who sang it. The the song playing while during on their wedding scene. Oh the one that goes I was a quick bad boy Oh my god I remember I remember my classmate used this song for play and we were i was like teamed up with this guy and we were like the leading couple in the play <laughs> my classmates started playing this background music and boy did i get the feels i was like thanks bro because i i'm very very introverted even until now it's very hard for me to speak <laughs> even while recording the podcast actually um but yeah that kind of helped me a lot and i kept using this song for some reason i also used this song for my debut when i turned 18 for my 18 roses dance i used it and now i kind of want to use it on my wedding day i i remember that yeah the 18 roses yeah i i do (laughs) you were I just never got to yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you think when you sit on wedding day? <laughs> Why are you talking about wedding days? Come on. Weddings, you know, breaking dawn, I'll meet you at the altar. And then both like, yeah, I'll be the one in white. 
I don't want to use that. I'm gonna save that. You're green, right? What? And then you, <laughs> and then you wear green, right? Why would I wear green? Somebody else is in white. <gasps> OMG! I'm not the bright. OMG! Okay, this is getting too mushy for my taste. Can we <laughs> talk about the movie now? Oh, you don't want to talk about it. Okay. I'm sad, no. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Breaking Dawn itself first <laughs> before we go to the bad stuff. You're doing a podcast, my dear. That's not that's not concert. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Breaking Dawn. Like focus on Breaking Dawn 1 and 2 and then we deviate and move on to the bad stuff. Uh, I think I will hit the the big one, like straight off. I would like to talk about Bella. Okay. <sighs> Bella. Okay. Bella is the single most uninteresting character in this entire series. Everybody is willing to lay down their life for her. Everybody is willing to give up something for her. Everybody is willing to die for her. And by proxy, his quote-unquote, and I'm, I'm quoting here, bloodsucker, and his, and their little bloodsucker spawn. And why? And why? I have no clue. I don't know why they like Bella so much. I, I, mean, I like Kristen Stewart. I think she's very, like in real life, she seems to be a very brave and 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 and, and a spunky character herself. But Bella is the complete opposite. She's just not interesting. In the books, she's she's more like this person who is very selfless. I did mention this before, right? And, and that's what they like about her. It's just not really reflected much in the movie. I guess they, I guess they kind of brush it off because, oh, Bella loves... I mean, Edward loves her anyway, so it's okay. How is but, she selfless? Because she, she likes putting others first. Yeah, others first. Yes. In what way did mm-hmm. she do that? That's such a general statement. What exactly did she do? There are five books to... Five? Four? Four books. There are four books to tell. Five. And yeah, okay. Four. There are f- something. There are five movies and four books to tell where she was selfless, why she worth dying for. I would understand Carlisle. I would understand if like people would die for Carlisle. I understand that. But for Bella, eh, no. Let the Humi die, you know? Drink her up. <laughs> yeah, put 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 an apple in her mouth or something and sh- but the way I understood it in the movies at the very least, because I don't want to go to the books because it's more, um, I'm not, I don't really remember most of it. <laughs> I read it, but I don't really remember most of it. But in the movie, the way I understood it is that the reason why they're protecting Bella is because Edward found his quote-unquote mate. And they want to be, you know, they want Edward to be happy. They want to be supportive to Edward. I guess that's why, but what I don't understand is why Bella, because yeah, her blood scent is good, so 
Let it. That. Let it. Selfless. Okay. Just want. Just want to sniff her until she runs out of smell. Well, technically now she doesn't have a smell anymore because she's you know she doesn't have any more blood left. She. But someone she, actually, someone actually did the review on this and said that it's more of like Edward being. How do I say this? A simp. I mean, like Edward being, uh, like confused because all these years, a hundred or something, and he found someone who's just sent this so I don't know mesmerizing, enticing, um, scrumptious, <laughs> delicious. More. So. I, I guess it's kind of like oh you know the way he interprets this is that oh there's this woman whose scent is you know something that's making me wild or something and maybe that means I love her someone actually did a good review on that right. and said that uh, it just made me dislike it. I was about to like consider putting it in my eh, not so bad list, but now it's like, eh. mm. no, 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 no. See, yeah, I, I completely like, like, but, but that's one way of looking at it. It's, it's, I like, mean, who knows? Maybe Belle is just really selfless and do good for this world that Edward loves her. Oh, I was thinking of actually a comparison to this. Uh, there was a self-published book that made its rounds on the internet. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, Saint Teresa. Wait, let me. Let me. I don't know. Teresa. Hold on. Let, let, let me. Let me look for. Okay, while we were looking it up, I just remembered something. In the book, they did mention that, um, or I guess you can deduce that um, the reason why Edward is in love with Bella is because she's not like the other girls. Um, especially with their high school, um, most girls, you know, would just flail over Edward and just would rather look at him as someone who's very handsome, was very cool and would just be with him for the very superficial reasons and then Wait, when he found Bella's reason when he found superficial let's just let's just end let's just try to like look at it from the book's perspective I guess. And then the way Edward sees it is that when he found Bella he was she was actually more into his quote unquote personality or even though Bella knows the truth that he's a vampire, she still believes that he has a soul. And I guess that's kind of the reason why Bella's, I mean, Edward's in love with her? Question mark? I don't really know. I don't really know. Can be. Alright. So I found the book. That I was talking about. There's this book called Empress Teresa, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, it is rated on what is this? 
Google Books. Yeah, it's graded in Google Books. 4%. That's how bad it is. Right? Oof. And it's... Let me, let me read it to you. Yeah, it's it's about a a girl whew, who is just basically so good. Why is she so good? Don't know. Why? Everybody just loves her in that book. Everybody just falls. Like literally entire governments at her are at her behest. Because she's Okay. Yeah, that's Bella. So it's called Empress Teresa. Like she causes world peace because she spoke at some UN conference or something. That's how the story goes, or, or something like that. I, I can't remember. That's weird. It's like she's like, you know, she's like the second coming or something. That's how good she is. Just because. And it's, yeah. Chicken noises. Oh, did you hear that? My turkey. No, no not my turkey. I wish I could. My neighbor's turkey. Yeah, I didn't hear the turkey. I feel sad now. So, I think that's a good example of what Bella is. She's an Empress Teresa. Or a, or a kind of a, a Mary Sue, maybe. I don't know if I'm using that phrase correctly. But yeah, that's, that's what I don't. So convenient. Every... I mean, plot. <laughs> plot wise, it's so convenient. There's no. Um, there's no real consequence to anything because you know Bella's uh, goodness or her plot armor will just fix everything like literally her power is plot armor did you know that she'll just look at you intensely and nothing can hurt you (laughs) actually I'm not sure again I'm not sure because I don't really remember what the book's um, story is but I have a vague memory that the way the battle scene played out in Breaking Dawn 2 was that Bella just still did the shield thing and everyone just left, kind of. I'm glad that they didn't do that in the movie itself. Because in, in the entire franchise, that's what I really like, the battle scene. Especially the part where Carlisle, quote-unquote, died. Oh my god, that still gets to me, even up to this day. That messed me up. I was like, alright. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm not even gonna watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were like, you were like saying a few seconds ago that is Kara gonna die? Because if he dies, I'm gonna be so. <laughs> yeah. So, and then like his his um his totally not prosthetic head was, <laughs> was was hanging by the hair from that weirdo's fingers. Uh, <laughs> There's that. Anyways. So, if you're gonna talk about Bella, do I go there, like, instantly? Do I really wanna go there? Yes, I feel like... I feel like, you know, all my feelings during Eclipse is kind of like coming back to me now. Because, you know, last episode, we don't really wanna talk about it, but now we have to talk about it. I want to go, I want to talk about Jacob. Jacob's fine, I think. He's not fine, I mean... In this okay, so, next set of movies, I think he's fine. No, he's not fine. I... 
I don't know why, but for some reason, people hate Edward until now. And they're still caught up in this whole, I'm Team Jacob. And they, I don't know, I, I don't know if I just happen to run to these people most of the time, especially with YouTube or Twitter. I usually see this kind of people that I hate Edward and they're Team Jacob. And there's me who just thinks that Jacob is kind of a creepy dude. Because, first of all, you nicknamed my daughter after the fuck this. Please, please, please don't repeat that. I think that's one of the worst lines that I've ever heard. And she said that as if it was such an atrocity. No, not the fact that he kind of, kind of, uh, the 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 mental equivalent of a dog being on a fire hydrant. You know. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it so funny, but. I just find it weird what they did with the whole um, Jacob Renesmee. Because imagine this. You just literally got, you know, removed from your mother's womb. You're like zero years old. And now you saw this guy who's like literally 17 or 16. He's from 16. And oops, you have a boyfriend now. It's so weird. I mean... <laughs> Remember what I told you while we were watching? If you can't have if you can have the girl you're simping for, wait for her daughter. Could <laughs> Nah I, I you know a controversial opinion. I think it's okay. Because the plot? No, the whole the whole imprinting thing. I think it's okay. You know why? I don't why? Because the way that uh, the way that imprinting was explained that you will provide anything for this for this person whether and it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, romance although I, I think it was implied in the future that it will be but yeah I think you know the, the way it was set up was that Jacob had like a flash to the future and since these beings grow to be so old anyway after a while the years don't really matter and their their physicality their body and some in some cases their mind stays the same so yeah i kind of understand that you know they did say it that they can't really help or it's not really their choice when they imprint on someone i don't know i just i I don't like the part where he reasoned out that the reason why bella and jacob didn't work was because this was Uh, what was meant to happen that part just what yeah, that, that, that one was like, okay, back off, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know, it, maybe it's kind of controversial if I mention this, but it's kind of, you know, pedophilia in a way. But Edward is also a pedophile in a way. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. Uh, it was 2019. 
2019. Uh, imagine if this gets released 2019, they would be cancelled. It would be bomb. Anyways, uh, what else was I thinking? <sighs> oh, oh. I might out myself a bit, but I play League of Legends. And there was a scene where what's her face was riding what's his face. Uh, what's the daughter's name again? Renesmee. Uh, Renesmee was riding Jacob in his wolf form. Right? It sounds so bad. But uh, they were riding away. Oh my god. I can't unhear it. <laughs> they were riding away from the battlefield. And it I could not help but remember uh, Lamb and Wolf from the you know those two Kindred yeah 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 that's what I I don't know that's that's what came to mind Lamb and Wolf little I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna mention Nunu (laughs) ew no but that kind of maybe maybe if they if they develop their characters a little more they could kind of reach that type of status you know just kind of harbingers of death. Yeah, yeah. This is me making up my own story again. Because <laughs> we don't want to talk about the actual story. No, I already don't. Uh, yeah. My. I think. I think I covered. I. I think I just you know. Said everything I had to say for Jacob. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. I think he kind of came into his own in the last few moments of a few movies or a few minutes of the movie, maybe. When he kind of let go of his, you know, anti vampire tendencies and just chose to live among them for a while. I think that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that. I like that type of thing. Yeah, because for four movies, he was like, no, I don't want vampire. But then I guess his motives were more like, hey, I like your daughter. Should I start off today? I was trying to steal. No. Oof, your mic. Oh, sorry. How's that? Okay. I'm glad that I actually went through the series. Uh, it's. It, it was a good chance to get to know you more. Uh, my taste. And my maybe, taste. Not necessarily. Maybe more of your nostalgia. Mm. Because some things that we used to enjoy back then were just really good when they were out. But then when we started to analyze them more, they're not good anymore. Like a lot of the old shows that I used to watch. You want me to do a TLDR? Okay. My TLDR is Twilight to you is Linkin Park to me. I used used to love Linkin Park. They influenced a lot of how I made music. I'm a musician, by the way. I've kind of, sort of, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, yes, you are. Alright, so I make I make music on the side. And a lot of 
what I perceive as good music is in, used to be influenced by what Linkin Park sounds like. Mm. You know, and I, I, their music was absolutely great. I mean, there was a point where I could tell you, like, if you played any of their songs, anyone at all, I could like three seconds of that, of any of their songs, I could tell you what the title of the song was and which album it's from and mm-hmm. in what year it came out just by listening to three seconds Oof. that's how much of a big fan i was of that band now i've matured and looking back a lot of their songs aren't as good the way you look back at twilight right now uh in, in the mm-hmm. you've been working at this is the same way i would look back at a few Linkin Park songs. There are still some that hit me exactly the same way as it used to when I was in high school. But, uh, not all of them. So, yeah, that's my TLDR. We are in that way. We, we aren't... Uh, we're, we're a lot more similar than we think, even if our tastes are kind of going into different directions. Yeah, I mean, our days aren't necessarily completely opposite with each other. I think it's more like with regards to movies or anything we watch, <laughs> But for me, yeah, now that now that we've finished the saga, I remember just this. I don't know how old I was, it's probably 12 or 11 when this saga finished. I just kept on going back to those feels in a way. Because I remember going out of the cinema, I was like crying. <laughs> it's like fresh from crying from that fake death with Carlisle scene. It was like there's this heavy feeling that oh no something i love is over and i when i rewatched that earlier i still felt felt that and twilight is actually probably my first actual movie experience like having to go to the cinema waiting for the tickets to i don't know waiting for having the money to buy the tickets or you know and i watched this with my mom because yeah i I can't watch it because i'm underage of course (laughs) but this kind of started the whole yeah we watch movies for our pastime it kind of started the whole oh mom let's watch um a movie this night or let's watch movies every weekend it kind of started that and you know twilight back then i didn't really understand most of it especially with the whole wedding i don't understand it i've always wanted to you know get married but not to the extent that i understand (laughs) what how you know how serious a wedding is how you know the whole concept of having a child which is which was presented in the movie so it was like you know all okay i'm watching something but I was just in it for the whole experience, not really for, you know, like, oh, I want to get to know more of these characters. And so it was only in high school and I started digging into it more and I fell in love with the universe presented by 
you know the side characters which unfortunately wasn't weren't given that much spotlight in the movie so it's kind of like i don't know a slow burn if you can call it like i wasn't totally genuinely in love with twilight at first it's, it was more of like the whole oh it's fun watching a movie in the cinema and i'm team edward by the way and i i love the romance they had because you know every girl in 2009 who was my age was probably like oh i want to meet the one the person for me so it's a very long process and my relationship with twilight has you know kind of transform my way of thinking like sometimes i even imagine not watching twilight back in 2009 and maybe i watch it now what will i think of it so i'm actually glad that i watched this because if i didn't watch this one i probably wouldn't you know be so much in love with the whole movie experience two maybe it will take much like much time before me and my mom you know come up with the whole oh let's watch a movie every night sort of thing or three i would just you know i wouldn't really learn what love is because you have to know what you have to know what the bad representation of love is before you get to like justify what the right one is and like do you do you get me no not at all <laughs> i'm just kidding yes what? i can't i get you just imagine if you were like i don't know i don't know if it's the same with guys like do do guys even like dream of getting married or like meeting the one i don't know but for me as a girl and it was really marketed back then in 2009 that oh you have to meet the one or something we, i don't know i we dread it you dread it <laughs> yes we we are we are absolutely <laughs> Fine. She's she's yeah, for... you're free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for TLDR, it wasn't really you know while it's not really a good story and you can argue <laughs> it's super bad and people would probably you know bash it even more twenty years later probably, but. It's more of like an experience, and you have to understand that, you know, even though it's kind of problematic <laughs> with the sub the subplots, like a few mentions of very much topics that would probably you know trigger a lot of people by now. But it's the experience, and I'm glad I watched this again with you, even more. Uh, it's like it's like sharing who I was back in 2009 in a way. Oh, oh, jeez, we're we're so serious. Why are we so serious? Joke. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad to have experienced this with you. Because if I had experienced this anywhere else, I would have. If I experienced this by myself. 
I would have convinced myself that I was out of my mind for watching this on my own accord. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We're kind of on a new frontier here, and we do have stuff planned, but we don't. I don't feel like revealing it just yet. So here, if you're still around, yeah. we thank you very much for us sticking around. You know, by the way, this is gonna be part two of our back-to-back uh, release because uh, totally not because we're busy <laughs> <laughs> totally not because of life you know <laughs> but hey it happens and we you guys get twice the podcast now yay that could, yay content it could actually be a bad thing if you're not into that but <laughs> it's have, have a great day or night or afternoon all right uh and before i forget though maybe we could hop into marketing mode real quick before we uh bid our beloved view uh, listeners rather our beloved listeners farewell so go back to our uh partnership with uh philippines Lazada. So what's our thing today? Hmm, what could it be? What could it be? You guys like podcasts, right? Yeah, you wouldn't be listening to the, listening to this if you didn't, right? Right? Yes, yes, yes. So, how do you listen to a podcast? Do you like it with one ear or both ears? Do you like it with a good sound? Well, fret not, my dear listeners, because we have just the thing for you. Introducing the JBL T20, uh, T, T, let's try, try that again. Introducing the JBL <laughs> T205BT Bluetooth wireless in ear headphones. Let me say that again JBL T205 Bluetooth wireless in ear headphones, which you could get for up to from a 10% to a whopping 90% discount by clicking our link if you get lucky congratulations but you know it's still a damn good set it is jbl after all so you know if you're if you're into nice sound if you like your music in clear crisp very bass boosted quality grab yourself one of these right so yeah just make sure to click the link wherever it may be Yep. Yep. And yes, I also need to mention that our podcast is available on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Please subscribe to our YouTube, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts. You may also give us like you know reviews or comments, <laughs> and you may also like our Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash the LED podcast or you may send us a message like hi Danny hi Izzy no please don't say hi Izzy <laughs> hi Izzy well yes I'm sure but send us a message yeah uh, let us know what you want to talk about hey if you want if, like if you're interested in hopping on the call with well uh, I'm, I'm, if you want to guest <laughs> I might have I might think about that one for a moment but <laughs> <laughs> anyways but 
yeah, we, we still have some stuff planned for the future. You know, this is kind of a chronicle anyway. And hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. All right, maybe uh, uh, maybe I'll give you a little bit of a peek of what we're gonna be talking about, uh, doing podcasts. We're gonna be, I guess, talking more about ourselves. I won't tell you how, but we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. And we also might, we might, depending on how my dear co-host here uh, reacts to that, we might start talking about a bit of Marvel stuff but not the Marvel stuff that you think we're gonna talk about a little bit more on the side um, versions because I do have my propensities towards the superhero genre my propensity mm-hmm. am I using that word correctly I just like throwing words out there to make myself sound smart <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, we love you guys and we certainly love each other. Ha 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 ha. Third wheel. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey. Oh, that's what we should call our our, our listeners. Hey, what's up, third wheels? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like that. I like that. I don't care what you say. I'm gonna call them third wheels. Hello, third wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're actually, you know. Since this is kind of like a diary between the two of us, they're kind of, you know, <laughs> all right, all right. invading our parts. And yeah, Goodbye. thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. You nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, third wheel. Thank you.